Hey, do you know the process of becoming an SLP? I do, but do you? Let's let them know. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hey. Thank you for clicking on this episode mm-hmm. and listening. Hey, make sure to subscribe and follow us on all of our outlets outlets today we're going to be uh, describing the process of how to become an SLP we get a lot of questions um, regarding this so we thought we'd just make an episode strictly to part one and part two yeah so So part one will be SLP part two will be slip up so yay yeah (laughs) okay so I'll let Melissa go because she is an SLP okay so um, I would say the first step is to um Get a communication science disorders, communication disorders, speech and hearing sciences, some sort of like communication degree from your undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. So if that means you have to, and you have to apply to the program usually. Yeah. um, Sorry. I want to make it specific communication disorders or communication sciences because there is a communication degree. Like that's completely yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, very different than so just communication. Don't click that because I actually have accidentally applied to schools um, for a communication degree for grad school. So good tip then. Don't yeah, good tip. Make sure it's communication studies, communication yeah. disorders, or speech pathology, yeah. things like that. Usually it's speech or and audiology in your undergrad, mm-hmm. and then graduate is when you kind of make it more specific as far as if you're doing the speech route or the audiology route. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but just make sure that that's what you're applying for because you need that undergrad degree to get into grad school. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get that in your undergrad, but you decide to go to the speech route, you can go into a post-baccalaureate program, which um, many schools have. You can literally Google like SLP post-baccalaureate program. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the schooling needed to just get into grad school. Yeah, so you have all the prereqs. Sometimes you might have to take a class here and there, but it's basically just the extra science classes that you need in order to kind of make your speech degree yeah to be called like to have their requirements to get into grad school. yeah yeah and asha if you google asha like asha cl- course requirements for slp they lay out every single course that you need to get into a grad program including the prereqs so like a chem a psych a physic mm-hmm. a physics or a chem a bio you need a stats class those are just gen eds that you need but and how um and how far in order to get into grad school, like how far, usually it's like 60 credits, I think, mm-hmm. um, like credits wise that you will need in order to count. So um, you could be like your first year might not count or, you know, mm. your second year might start counting. Maybe it doesn't, but the last two years for sure do count depending on how um, many credits you take in those last two years. Mm-hmm. Correct. So think about that. Um, again, any speech pathology related mm. field degree for undergrad <laughs> yes um and you also need 25 um observation hours or certain hours um i forget exactly what they count like what the terms are but you need 25 of those i'm pretty sure they're just observation mm-hmm. um which mm-hmm. a lot of the undergrad programs already have that implemented so and a lot of them are um based off of like um a zoom or not a Zoom, but like a video. Of a, a video, yeah. So that's how you kind of get your hours. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out in the field and observe, yeah. especially during COVID. I'm sure they're not doing no. that. But they, um, I mean, I don't know. COVID's they're just like of, videos of therapy. Yeah, like that that's your watch. observation. Yeah, and you need um, 25 of those. And yeah, exactly. 
But so. make sure, um, yeah, I don't think you can just go and pull them up on YouTube. I think they have to be through yes. a school or through mm-hmm. a program. So make sure before you go and watch 24, 25 hours on mm-hmm. YouTube that they, you know, you have a program that's allowing that. Yeah. And if you have experience, because I, um, your 25 hours basically have to be the 25 hours that you do with your school, except for if you have like very speech related hours there, it's kind of hard to get them waived, but, um, it is possible. I know some people in my undergrad who did that. So if you need, if you feel like you've job shadowed enough or you've done enough of this observation, you can get that waived, but it's pretty particular as to who they waive. So just know that it's possible, but it may not also be possible. And you know, the 25 hours kind of go by like that. So yeah, it's not too much, too much extra time. Um, from there you start applying to grad school. So, um, again, either speech route or audiology in our case, the speech route, um, you apply for speech pathology, uh, pediat or not pediatric, (laughs) staying our name. Um, yeah, just any speech, speech language, speech language pathology. They kind of, again, have a little bit different or vary, but the names may vary, but it's kind of the same like the the same same gist yeah um so that's where you would go to grad school again meeting all those qualifications checking the website of the grad school making sure you're turning in the applications on time you are meeting every need that uh, they're requiring um things like that yes and then from grad school you Um, hold on i wanted to ask you um do you have to take any tests or anything before applying to grad school? Oh, yeah. You have to take the GRE. Um, oh, that's a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah, so you do have to take the GRE. So that is one of the requirements. Sometimes you have to take the CBEST. I'm not sure if that's California-related. Um, yeah, California is only the CBEST. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you're trying to do California, you have to take the CBEST um, or the GRE. I don't know if they got rid of that. Um, I, think they, I think they didn't. When I was recently applying... They said that some schools, if you, let's say if you graduated within the COVID time period, you didn't have to submit the GRE, but if you had it, they wanted it. Okay. So I obviously had taken it before because this, this, your test scores last for five years. So you turned it in? Yeah, I had to turn them in. But not all schools require it, but it is majority. I want to say like 85% of the schools require the GRE. Yeah, so... Um Make sure you take the GRE. Again, that'll probably be listed as like a requirement. Yeah, um, if you go to look to apply. Yeah. So do that. And then you go to grad school. You get in. You do all your externships. You do a praxis, which is like at the end of your schooling. Mm-hmm. The last two, you know, at the end of the two years of grad school. Um, and the praxis is like basically an, like, it's basically like the GRE in the sense where it's kind of like a standardized big test, but it's all specific to speech. So anything that you've learned in grad school basically could be a topic. So make sure that you study for that. To me, it wasn't that hard. Well, you haven't taken it yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't. Um, I because it's, I've also heard that, though. Yeah, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's too difficult because it is things you're obviously interested in and the field that you went to. So I wouldn't stress too much about that. Um, I know people do. And if you have to take it again, you have to take it again. There's a certain amount of time. Um, but you probably... It probably will be okay. Yeah, I think it's... I think school prepares you enough. Yeah. In my courses right now, every, like, at the end of each week, 
they'll say like study this part from this week that we learned this is what's addressed in the praxis yeah so you could jot all that down yeah um and then after the praxis you basically go to a clinical fellowship year and your clinical fellowship year is the year after you graduated and you still have a supervisor i think we've kind of covered this a little bit barely i think i think we should put it in i think we should talk about a little bit um yeah so basically it's just you're an slp you have your own caseload you are paid less and you have a supervisor so that's kind of the difference you have a certain amount of check marks like every quarter or every probably every quarter i think it's every quarter i think it's a nine-month period you have to get a certain amount of hours done Mm -hmm. it's like a nine months of full-time working essentially yeah and it's it's nine months or like uh 1260 hours so usually people get that in within the 12 uh sorry the nine months if you're full-time but if you are part-time that can vary i mean it can be extended also if you like take a break halfway through you have i think three years to complete it okay yeah i didn't know that yeah so um yeah, I know some of the people in my grad school, they got pregnant and then, you know, I think they're just going to pick it up afterwards once okay. they go back. And so you still have that flexibility in case you want to do that. But yeah, so you have a certain amount of time to complete that. Yes. And I will say too, so in, so we're all working towards getting to be an SLP, but you have the credentials that go in front of your name. So it'd be like Haley or it says Melissa, Joseph. And mm-hmm. then um, like mine says Haley McHugh, Slippa. Melissa's will say Melissa Joseph CCC SLP so everyone says we're working for our C's like I'm working for my C's mm-hmm. so those are the credentials that you get before that that you can like tack on to the end of your name when you're in your CF it'll say CFY SLP yeah and CCC stands for uh, stands for <laughs> uh, your certificate of clinical competence so just that you you can do clinicals in a clinical environment mm-hmm. you understand and you're competent. You can do everything that we talk about. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. clinical environment, but like. If you want to be in a clinical. Well, yeah. It just, just depends. Your setting. I mean, you can do it in medical setting. You can do yeah. it. I mean, literally anything. That's you're just qualified. Not necessarily clinical. Just, yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're working for. Mm-hmm. You get to the steps and that's why you have the CFY. The CF process is more of, it's like there to help you of like taking everything that you learned in grad school and then applying it to maybe the more specialized field that you want to be in. And you have a CCC SLP mm-hmm. supervising you so they can help you like sit in with you on evaluations. So mm-hmm. you can get the process of that done, kind of help you making sure that you get your notes the right way. Um, well, and in clinical fellowship, you're, you're doing all those. Evals. Yeah. You're doing them. Yeah. 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 You're doing them, but this kind of someone's like, hold your hand a little bit. And some, some, it depends on where you go, for your clinical fellowship. Sometimes you're super supported and it's amazing. Sometimes you're not at all and it's incredibly difficult. Oh, yeah, um, I should take my comment back. No, <laughs> no it's okay. Um, I mean, that's true when you're, it's because yeah. from the clinic, you know, yeah, from I what did, I've, yeah, from what I've seen and what, yeah, yeah. what Melissa has done. And I did have a, you know, I had a um, supervisor who was there three days out of the f- five or four, five days mm-hmm. um, of the week. And so she was there. She was able to answer questions. Everybody kind of was there to answer questions. So it was very supportive. But that's not always the case sometimes, especially in schools. I know that your supervisor can be somebody that you just talk to on the phone. Like they're not even there. So it can be overwhelming. Some people in my um, grad school had said it was really very stressful. 
um, because there's a lot that you just don't learn in grad school and that's okay. Like that's, that's okay. That's part of, that's why we the you make mistakes and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you learn, you know, once you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how you can apply this and you're learning every day. So don't be too stressed about that one either. It's just, it, it's a stressful time because you're learning so many things, but if you have a supportive supervisor, it's a lot easier. And you can ask that when you're applying for a clinical fellowship job. You can say like, hey, what's the supervision going to be like? Who is my supervisor? Um, you know, are will mm-hmm. I be able to talk to them regularly or will it be like a monthly, bi-monthly, depending Whatever on like how often, yeah, how often you want to talk to them. So then it can kind of be your decision if you want to even take that clinical yes. fellowship role. And you're not placed into a clinical fellowship role. You, you get to pick. Yeah. You get to pick and you apply like a regular job. So you interview like a regular job. It's just like as if you're getting your job. Yeah. It right feels out. very like, professional. Well, yeah. It's just like you're done with school now. You've graduated and you just get a job. Mm-hmm. But you have to fulfill these hours before getting those um, credentials. Yeah. In front yep. of your SLP. And then after that, you apply. So after your nine months or your you know, 12 or 1,260 1, hours um, are completed, then you can apply for your state licensure and your ASHA certification. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of ties into the C's. Um, and then the state licensure, you just have to have. And each state, the ASHA one, obviously, because it's like national, is the same for everybody. But for your state licensure, it like can change depending on um, your state. So California, I think, is pretty strict and is known to be extra. Mm-hmm. Like I think you have to have 24 CEU hours by two years mm-hmm. when actually you need 30 in three years, whereas other places I think it might be 12 or 10 or, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of varies. Um, but sh- I mean, whatever. You have to finish it anyways. So. Yeah. You have to get them done. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, the last step is just that continuing education, paying your dues. Um, and that's like a yearly or every other year sort of. Yeah, I think mine's every payment. Well, I'm slip up, but. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay for your license. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're a practicing SLP with up-to-date state and ASHA certification. Yes. And mm-hmm. you're an SLP. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, if you kind of bullet point it, it seems like not a lot, um, but there is a lot of work kind of in between. So it does take some time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, most graduate programs are two years full time. Mm-hmm. M- some are accelerated like mine is mine's one year, eight months. Um, or you can go part time, which can be anywhere from three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, just depends on what you choose, but typically standard is two years full time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also will mention that with your clinical fellowship, because you reminded me as far as you can stay there. So your clinical fellowship, uh, obviously, when you get a job and like, say, three years down or three months in, you're like, oh, God, I don't want to be here anymore. I need to move. I want a different setting. This one, you kind of it's smartest to stay for the nine months um, just to make sure it's done. There's a lot of paperwork in changing your supervisors and changing your timing that you're getting it done. And it's with the state. And so it can just be kind of like hard work um and you never know if it's gonna work and it you know things could mess up so i recommend you picking your clinical fellowship year or nine months where you would want to stay um because like i said things happen you can change your supervisors and where you are and things like that but just adds more paperwork for you 
Mm. So I wanted yeah. to make sure I yeah. didn't forget that part just in case. Okay. You're like, <laughs> mm, okay, I ate this, move on, move on. Yeah. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's just the general um, spiel of how to become an SLP. I think this will help a lot of people who are just wondering the process in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any other questions, please let us know, comment, um, or DM us or email us. All are equally fine and we'll be more than happy to help. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one one last thing I think I should also clarify. The 1,260 hours is like full hours but if you're just doing paperwork that doesn't always count it has to be 80 percent of those hours has to be direct direct so with clients so it can't be because a lot of times your client cancels or you're cleaning up the office or you're doing paperwork things like that which is also part of your job Mm -hmm. but it doesn't count towards those hours so sometimes that can be extended to say if you get a lot of cancellations for example in covid it was really hard for people to finish their um hours because there was just no clients mm-hmm. coming so um pick a <laughs> again pick a clinical fellowship that gives you lots of hours, hours. direct hours mm-hmm. i would recommend as well i agree yay yeah so that is how to become a slp yay. and um we'll catch in for part two on how to become a slipa yay <laughs> bye See you next week If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we used. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.